Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Truth. You got to protect fields better. You got to protect that kid better. Knowledge. We got to be able to tackle unabashed honesty. These kids, they're believing, they're buying in. Here we go. That's the guy that has to make it happen. What do you expect from Legends? Hampton OB. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Hampton OB show starts now. For the final time in 2022-23, it's the Hampton OB postgame show sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur alongside the guys here. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. The therapy sessions can begin immediately as the Vikings beat the Bears 29-13. to We are kind of keeping an eye on what's going on with the uh, Colts and the Texans. Texans scoring late and went for two and were successful and lead the Colts 32-31 with less than a minute to go. So we'll keep you updated on that because if Houston wins, the Bears will receive the number one pick in the NFL draft for what that's worth. 312-981-7200 is the telephone number here. And guys, a disappointment on a lot of levels watching this uh, this final game. It was kind of a, a microcosm of the entire season, especially the way it ended uh, with them taking a knee with about a minute to go. Well, I, uh, I for one, I, I, I'm just, you know, there was a point during the course of the season, uh, say game 10, 12, something like that, that we, we were all kind of, you know, excited and, 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 and our optimism meter was, was revving up and we, we thought, you know, we've got a chance to not only, at some point, you know, be more than respectable. We can we can find a way to kind of be a a, a valid NFL quality football team. And then the last month or so, everything collapsed. And you can say what you want, but your your word, a microcosm of the season, was was pretty much on display today. You know, at, at the halftime, I don't know. The, uh, the the gal was that uh, asked Eberflus what he thought, but he said he thought his defense was playing you know playing great, and we'd given up 312 yards of offense in the first half, and then as you just said, almost a minute to go in the game, and we just kneel down. We don't even try, Obi. Dan, it's yeah. Go ahead. And I'm yeah, not... you know, I mean, one thing to to make a bad swing, but another thing not even to get in the batter's box. Well, the 18th week, obviously the seventh, 17th game, and, uh, you know, like every second counts in a game, every minute, you know, every quarter, every game, it just, it, everything counts because of you don't have a bazillion games to play. And to see what I saw at the end of this game, I was just asking Andy, did I, did I, did I see... What did I see us with under what two minutes to go or just around a minute to go in this game and we get the ball back and we take a knee? We, the Chicago Bears at home in front of our fans, the last game of a pathetic year, and you call a play in Getsy to tell our quarterback to take a knee? You don't even you don't even go down swinging 
fighting, trying, you're a disgrace. I'll say it again. Getsy, you're a disgrace. You call a play like that for a professional football team, those kids have been out there for four quarters, and that's the play you come up with? You send in the call to take a knee? There's nothing you could say or do in my book the way I look at how you play this game. And you only play it to do one thing. Win a world championship. Be a champ. And this is what you do? And Eberflus, you let that call go in? Our team is losing. It does, You never know what could happen in a game. But you take a knee... After all that's gone on, and that's how we end the season in front of the great Chicago Bear fans, you take a knee. I don't even have words for you, Getsy. Well, and it could be gutless. Here's here's the thing. You know, this wasn't uh, it's official now. We do have the first overall pick in the draft now. So that designates one thing, Dan. You're the worst team. Yep. You're the worst team. You're the worst team in football. In professional football. There you go. And with that comes the the ability to take the first draft pick in next year's draft. Now, we'll talk about that as the, the program goes on. But more than that, it is a mark of Cain. It's a, it's a sign of disgrace. And uh, we Dan, haven't talking had, about taking the knee? Well, it, it, the whole thing. You know, you don't even play your quarterback that needs desperately to be able to play. That wasn't a violent game. I mean, my goodness, those backup quarterbacks, Boyle and Peterman, actually had flashes where they looked like they knew a little bit about what they were doing. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Bears have not been officially uh, designated as the worst team in pro football since 1947. We have not had the first draft pick since 1947. Now, count up those years. I mean, I can tell you what it is. It's 75. 75 years, three-quarters of the, the, the franchise's history, and now we have come to this point. All that being said, we gave up over 500 yards on defense last week, 482 today. I mean... Where do you go to say, I know how to get us out of this mess? In my mind, this team is a lot worse than it was one year ago today. Now, think about that. As bad as it was, we're worse today by a long shot. And Now, I understand we're going to get new draft picks, and we're going to get free agents, and we're going to acquire certain players. But at the end of the day, this is a, 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 it's an embarrassment beyond belief. And for us to not even try, try in one – and it does in the big picture, them taking a knee at the end of the game, okay. But it, sig- it signals something that we were waving the white flag. And I have never seen a Bear team wave the white flag like this bunch has the last month. You think, George Hallis, I can guarantee you there is such a thing as somebody rolling in their grave. I'll guarantee he's in high-speed spin to take a knee. Andy, and I'm telling you to our listeners – you know, you, 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 this is such a difficult game, you know, and, and, and every play, every second counts. And 
and to basically, the Bears basically started professional football. George Hallis was the man. And he was the man, even when they went through rough times and rough decades, he was the guy that kept this league together. And he gave other teams monies to keep them going because he had a vision of what it could be. And today, to have this coaching staff tell our quarterback and our offense, with time left on the clock, I don't care if they're down by 100. You surrender, you take a knee, and that's how you go out at home. The Chicago Bears. And that's how you win this game, and that's how you win the 22-23 season. I have absolutely no respect for you and your coaching staff. Not one iota, and not for one second will you ever get my respect. To let the Bears and the fans see what the hell you did and taking a knee is unbelievable. It's unconscionable. And I'll guarantee you George Hallis is spitting in his grave. And that is the exclamation mark on a season that broke all records with 14 losses. Never before has the team lost that many. And yeah, and, and, and also, Danny, just to add on to add on real quickly here, yeah. that was what, our tenth loss in a row? Correct. The Bears started football 103 years ago. We've lost 10 in a row in the history of the Bears. 312-981-7200 is our telephone number. If you're on hold, please stay there. We'll get to you right after the break. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Vikings over the Bears 29-13. Texans come back and win the game against the Colts. And yippee, 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 the Bears have the number one overall pick in the draft coming up in April. We're on and the you clock. Want to know what? That's embarrassing. <laughs> it is. You're very true. We're on the clock. We're going to get to your phone calls next Good on 720. That's as embarrassing as it is. WGN. Boyle under pressure. And this pass is picked off. Patrick Peterson, 44th interception of his career. Courtesy Fox Sports. Interception there. Patrick Peterson was wide open. Unfortunately, the pass was not intended for him. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Vikings over the Bears, 29-13. The ugly details again, 3-14 and on the season, 10 straight losses. Think about this, folks. And, you know, we basically ran Lovey Smith out of town. But Lovey Smith could have took a knee down in Indianapolis and got the number one pick. He didn't. He went for two at the very end of the game. He was in there swinging to the very end. And yeah, maybe it cost the franchise a little something. The difference between the number one. He didn't betray the fans. He didn't. And he didn't betray his players. Okay, look, it's about three clicks past a bad look to take your knee at the end of the game. And I don't want to waste all day talking about it because it it was meaningless. Okay, one in a million chances of something happening as we get back in the game. All that being said, you know, that we would have had to score two touchdowns and go for two twice in fifty-six seconds. So I mean, so what? What, what Dan? I, you, but you, the, you don't try. You don't. You but don't my point try is, to do it. Lovey Smith. He, as my buddy Pants <laughs> sent in, he goes, "Hey, he could have, you know, you know, took a knee and and bowed out and 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 laid down. He didn't. I'm just telling you, this is. This, I'm telling you, this is like I said." couple of clicks beyond a bad look. Let's get to the call. All right, let's do so. 312-981-7200. We'll start off with Mike in Rockford. You are on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Guys, I got a lot of stuff to say. I'm going to make this quick. Um, 
Okay, regarding the Bears, uh, Lovey Smith was the next head coach of the Chicago Bears, and he proves to be the better man today than this doofus we have for a head coach and an offensive coordinator. That being said, gentlemen, I am extremely, I'm 60 years old, and I'm extremely disappointed in the NFL, period. End of story. Now, I'm going to say some things, and I, and I don't want to offend anybody. It's not going to be anything I can't stand in the air, guys, but this is what I stand for. I'm an old-school guy. I know I'm talking to the greatest old-school football players. Are the, the NFL has turned into a pansy league. Uh, this changing of the games, the times, the slots, it's all about the money. Follow the money. I'm not going to say it. You guys can figure it out. Follow the money. It's disgusting. You're, you're seeing this dreaded Green Bay Packer team that I can't stand that's whipped our behinds for the last 30 years between Favre and Rodgers, and they get their slot so they can so the Detroit Lions don't have anything to play off for. And then you've got the two teams, this horrible thing that happened to the player on the Bills guys, and I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, OB, but you were playing for the Bears up until 71. I don't know if you were on that team when that player died on the field. He died Mike right. was the one calling for help. Mikey dropped dead out. right in it, front of me. All right, Mike, thanks so much for the call. we got to get moving here because we had a lot of people waiting to get in here to no, but, yeah, uh, talk but, to the guys. Go ahead. Yeah, he dropped dead. Detroit Lions, Chuck Hughes. He was, I don't know, eight, ten yards, five yards from me. Bang, right over, dropped dead on the field. All right, moving on. We go to uh, Maurice. Maurice, you're around with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hello, gentlemen. Happy New Year. I'm glad this train wreck is finally over. Now, I want to see Alan Williams and Luke Getze fire. Fire both of them. Luke Getze has no clue of developing Justin Fields' passing game. None at all. Al Williams has no solid defense. He's got embarrassed 10 games in a row. Now, Matt Eberflus, I'm getting to the head coach, too. And you said this, OB, he's not using his weapons. No, he's not. David Montgomery, a great receiver and a running back. Cole Komet, where was he all season? Yeah. He just got his seventh touchdown. Big crap. And then you have Khalil Herbert. Great running back. A tandem to David Montgomery. And they refuse to use him. You oh, can use them both in the passing I'll go, game. No, no, I'll go to um, management. They got rid of Lovey Smith long ago. They lost a lot of assets. Again, I'm sorry, gentlemen, if I'm insulting you. And have a good day. Have a good show. Thanks, Maurice. <laughs> well, and we're all obviously, you know, this is like slow motion uh, train wreck, and and yeah, we're watching it as it as it unfolds. And then on Wednesday, they say, well, the, the their so called franchise quarterback that needs to play more than virtually any player on this football team to learn how to process to learn how to play the game at the highest level and they they don't they hold him out and then we get into the game and then at the very end after we've had our heads caved in all day with a bunch of nobodies being beaten in a beaten soundly by a bunch of nobodies 
backups from the Minnesota Vikings, and then we do this at the very end. I mean, you talk about sticking the, the dagger in and twisting it. For fans, this, again, this, I, I don't want to say it's a bridge too far, but this is going to be hard as hell to kind of get over and get that smell off of this, this franchise. Because this, the 10 straight losses, I mean, somehow, some way, you see somebody like, you know, the Houston Texans, win or you see you know some nobody team like uh the carolina panthers they 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 fire their coach get rid of their quarterback and they still won seven games we can't find a way to find one measly win and we string 10 losses together to break a 103 year franchise mark boy this is beyond the pale well let me tell you something here there, you talk. There has to be changes made, Dan. Now, I I doubt very seriously if George McCaskey uh, will fire Eberflus. Okay, but I'll tell you what Eberflus has to do. And there's no way in the world that you can keep Allen Williams as a defensive coordinator. There is no way that you can keep him and him and Getsy. He should be gone. Hopefully, he's finishing his shower right now. And go pack your bags and get the hell out of this town, pal. Get out of this town. All right, let's sneak in one more before we got to break to the news here. Let's go to Vlad and Cicero. You are on with Happen OB. Go ahead. How you guys doing? Hanging. Hey, man, I just want to thank you guys for a great year and, you know, screaming about the Bears' losses and the wins and stuff. It's just it's too much, man, you know? I'm tired of Getsy's play calling. I'm tired of these stupid players being clowns and celebrating on first downs. Enough's enough. We better change the next season. Thank you guys for a good year. You guys have a good one. Stay All safe, right. OB. See you, Vlad. Thank you. Yeah, I think that, uh, that kind of sums it up for pretty much everybody. I mean, it, we, it seems like we've talked about the same things, and, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, and I think that uh, kind of says that we're insane. But they have the ability to top themselves, which they did today. What they did at the end of this game, I would remember this for a long, long, long time. To do what he did is that's oh Jesus. I'll let you collect your thoughts there. Twenty nine to thirteen, the Vikings over the Bears in the final game of the twenty twenty two twenty three season. And thanks to Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans coming back late, scoring a touchdown with under a minute to go, going for two and uh, succeeding on that attempt. They beat the Colts thirty two thirty one. But that makes us the worst no, team I in know. the league. I know you have to look. That's for... embarrassing. It's it's very embarrassing. But I'm uh, just reporting the facts here at this point. <laughs> 312-981-7200 is our phone number. We're going to take a break here for the news. Come back with more of your phone calls. If you're on hold, please stay there. Again, the number 312-981-7200. Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Now Peterman finds his tight end, Komet. And oh, he gets Komet in. Takes it in for a Bears touchdown. Kept his balance. Crossed the plate of the goal line. Nice effort. Cole Komet, courtesy of Fox Sports. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. That's who brought it today. Sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. Cole Komet winds up as the leading receiver for the Bears this season. Just the third time in Bears history that a tight end has led the Bears in receiving yardage. You go back to Mike Ditka in 61 and Emery Moorhead. Also did it in 1982. Some good company. Yes. But it's not enough. We need more from him. And at least today we were, with the backups, they were finding him somewhere on the field and getting the ball to him. Yeah, listen, I just, folks, I'd like to tell you a little story, if I may, here, about what happened, about how 
aggravated I was about us taking a knee at the end of the game. There's a gentleman by the name of Dick Butkus who played for the Chicago Bears who was arguably, well, actually sometimes not even arguably, the great, one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player to ever play this game. Okay, that's what people say, have said for decades. Anyways, Dick Butkus, I know his mindset. I'll guarantee you, when he's watching that game today and he saw us taking E, I'll guarantee you, flames were flying out of his eyes. I'll guarantee it. And what, what, what brings back to mind, we're playing the Detroit Lions up in Detroit. And there's a few seconds to go in the game, and Detroit's roughly on our one-yard line, roughly, or two-yard line. And so they, Detroit comes out of the huddle, and they, take, and they take a knee. With that, Butkus calls a timeout. He called a timeout. Butkus did. They didn't even want to score on us. And the reason why... It was a guy by the name of Flanagan, the center for him. Dick hated his guts. And Dick wanted another shot at him. So when they snapped the ball, he snapped the ball again. And Dick went firing into Flanagan. And guess what Butkus did? They came out again. They took it. Butkus, bang, he called another timeout. That thing, I think that thing went on three times. We're calling. They, they don't even want to score against us. But I just want the point that I'm trying to make is some kind of an analogy of the mindset of players. Here's a guy, Dick, even though he would never give up, he would never give in. We're taking the timeouts, and they don't even want to score, and they're beating us. But we're taking the timeouts, what, to take another shot at them. And this guy, for us, with quite a few seconds left to go on the game, if not a minute and something, and you take a knee, and you take a knee at the home field. Soldier Field of all places, home of the Chicago Bears. For a, Basically, we've been here 103 years, and that's how you win this game. That's how you end the season. And that's how you walk away from this year. You're a disgrace, buddy. You're a disgrace. Thank God we've had guys like the great Dan Hampton and a lot of those guys on that 85 team that were arguably the best team of all time. And thank God for people like Bill George, the great middle linebacker, and then the monster himself, Dick Butkus. But, folks, that's what he did. They didn't even want to score on us, but Dick wouldn't give in. He'd take a timeout so we could get another shot at whacking them right in their chops. That was Dick Butkus. That was the Chicago Bears. What the hell you saw today was not the Chicago Bears. They don't do that. You don't take an E at the end of a game when you're losing and you don't attempt. I cannot tell you how infuriated I am. Thank God again for somebody like Dick Butkus and somebody like George Hallis. 312-981-7200. Back to the phone lines we go. Randy and Shorewood, you are up with Happen OB. Go ahead. All righty, guys. I just wanted to say... Pleasure calling in. I've called in several weeks this season. It's a pleasure talking to Hampo B. Um, but that was suicide at the end of the game. Why would we kneel that? That's just terrible. Just I'm not. I'm going to forget about this season. We've got an amazing draft pick that hopefully we trade down for and look forward to next season. Hopefully we fire everybody in that building. This new president better do a good job, whoever it's going to be. But pleasure as always, gentlemen. Thank you guys. Yeah. All right, Randy. Thanks. You know, I was just ready to ask. Is he gone? Yep. He, you know, the thing it. is, the question to ask back to our listeners: If you were in that position, or or if whatever, 
you would take a knee and you would surrender in, in, in home, in front of your family, friends, and the people that brave the weather, spend the money, and you do what? What play do you call? A knee to kneel and end the game? Back to the phone lines we go. Kareem out in Plainfield. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, first, I just want to thank you guys because this show is an institution because the two of you guys are Chicago institutions. And bottom line is this show is the best thing going today. And, you know, this year it was especially weird, strange, depressing in many ways, not only because of the on-field garbage uh, but with uh, so many of your fellow legends in Chicago sports media who have been absent during this crazy season, I'm talking about loss of Les Grobstein and Hub going down. Thank God he's doing well. And so uh, when your show was needed more than ever, you guys, giants, stepped up beyond belief. So thank you. And to you too, Mr. Mazur, because you had big shoes to fill uh, with Mark Carmen leaving. And uh, you did awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. You're a made man now. <laughs> Absolutely. So my, uh, the, the fun part of my call is I wanted to share the, the uh, quotes of the year, one by OB and one by Hamp, uh, that I, that they're just Hall of Fame worthy. Earlier this year, uh, OB said, folks, let me tell you something. This is a passing league. There are quarterbacks all over this league, week in, week out, throwing for 200, 300, 400 yards. Our guy can't throw for 100. And you want to tell me this guy is a franchise quarterback? Then what do you call Mahomes or Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers? Intergalactic? And uh, I almost fell on the floor with that That's one. great. You <laughs> remember good. that verbatim. That's pretty good. That yeah, is awesome. And, and Hamp, yours was actually current. It was from today when you called him, when you called our prized trade acquisition Chase Cesspool, and I almost—I not almost—I literally spit my coffee out on my kitchen table. It was so good. And um, lastly, I just want to throw this idea out there for the powers that be in you guys. I think I can speak for all of your listeners that we would just do anything for like a year-end special season recap. And if you did it, and you guys let us know via the Facebook page on the radio or whatever. Because um, the worst part of the, like the best part of bear seasons is usually is knowing that we don't have to watch them anymore because they're always so bad. But the worst part of the season, it's always horrible to think that we don't have you guys to listen to next Sunday. So I'm just saying, and wherever Kaz is, I hope he's okay because he's missed a hell of a lot too. Happy New Year's, guys. God bless you. All right, Kareem. Thanks so much. We appreciate the call. That's really kind. Thank you. Happy Thank New Year you. to you, sir. Yeah, thank you for the kind words. They don't come around here too often, especially from Hampton. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Let's go out to North Carolina and welcome in Troy. Troy, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey guys, honored to speak to you. I'm dialed in from Greenville, North Carolina. Lifelong Bears fan. Been listening to y'all a long time, and I also want to reiterate: there's only one good thing that has happened this season, and that's you guys. Without you guys, I think us Bear fans would just be lost. Uh, this is the only positive to come from this year is listening to you guys on game days. I hope you'll keep it up. And I think it's because you keep it so real. You're honest, and that's hard to find in this day and age. And that's what we need. And, and you speak for the fans, not just in Chicago, but across the country that are Bear fans like me that are displaced and don't live in Chicago anymore. And I just want to thank you for what you do. And I'm telling you, I know what I talk about because I own – 
four sports radio stations in North Carolina, and we do this ourselves for our local university. So I really appreciate it, and I think you got one of the best shows in the country. And I hope the WGN executives are listening right now and understand what they have and make sure they take care of you for a long, long time because it's the best damn show on WGN, no question at all. Now, with that being said, my very first game was in person was January 26, 1986. It was a little game uh, in New Orleans called Super Bowl Twenty. My dad was kind enough to take me as a 14-year-old boy to see that game. That was my very first NFL game, and as you can imagine, I've been hooked ever since. But now, in my 50s, i got to tell you guys, I'm also a season ticket holder, and I've just become a little disillusioned on the whole thing. I've kind of lost faith. I I don't know. It's been so many years of bad decisions after bad decisions, bad coaching decisions, bad GM decisions, bad player personnel decisions. It's like everything they do, they choose wrong half the time. I just don't have any faith in them anymore, and it kills me as as a Bears fan. And I feel like the only way to fix it is to put guys like you in charge that get it, that understand it. And if you were the president GM, how is this fixable, first of all, in my lifetime? You know, let's say I got another good 20 to 30 years to go. Is this fixable in my lifetime? Because under the current regime, I don't think it is. And I've completely lost faith in the Bears organization. Well, Troy, first of all, thank you for the compliments. And and uh, can something be corrected? Yes. Okay. Now let's let's go through a, a a short list here. Okay, how about I don't know? Should the team be sold? Should we have new new owners come in here with you know fresh blood, new thoughts? Um, you know, we just got Poles as our general manager. We just got Eberflus. Okay, we you know what do you do? Do you fire him now or do you give him another chance? You give him another year, another two years. That like Dan mentioned earlier, they probably signed a three year contract. Paul's probably a four or a five year contract. But you know, like there's so decisions have to be made. But I can tell you one thing. What went on this year, what went on this year for us, game after game, and and the and the corrections offensively and defensively that could have been made. Uh, Troy, what I'm saying is These are things about our defensive line, about our offensive line, our tight ends. How about putting a a package together, a passing package of using Cole Komet, of using our backs, our two backs, Herbert Montgomery, coming out of the backfield. Those are the things that should have been going on from week to week. Now, can they straighten this out? Can they come back and make these changes? Danny, I'm going to tell you, I don't know. I don't know because we sure as hell can't come back what we did this year. And I nobody showed me anything offensively of game planning to win, to get a victory. I just never saw it all year. All right. Well, that's going to be a long answer, and the road to restitution will be in the second hour. But I want the callers to hang on. we got to take a quick uh, break, don't we, Andy? Correct, we do. So uh, if you're there, please stay on hold. 312-981-7200. Troy, thank you for your call. We appreciate that. Chevy dealers. Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. Second down and 17. On the toss, it's Cook. Oh, it's a ball. And the Bears have recovered. Courtesy of Fox Sports, searching high and low for Dan Hampton's defensive play of the game. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Joe Thomas 
Fumble recovery there, one of the bright spots. And an otherwise dismal afternoon, 29-13, Vikings over the Bears. That was a nice play by the young kid that nobody ever heard of. <laughs> and also Stroman, his interception, yep. sagging back on cover two. That was good stuff. All right, back to the phone lines we go before we get to the top of the hour here. Let's go to John in Lamont. You are up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, John. Okay, 2022 was a disaster, the football equivalent of apocalypse now. But it does give us the top pick in the draft. I'm just wondering if you two gentlemen scholars would like to weigh in on whether the Bears should go after a specific position player or the best athlete available. And, yeah, things are bad, but I think we'll get there. In Serbian, we say malo pumalo, little by little. Thank you, guys. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Well, well, Johnny, let me tell you something. I uh, personally, I think what they should do if we've got we've got the number one trade down, all right. And what would I trade down for? I would trade down for somebody. And because there's there's uh, not only do we make some bad decisions as general managers go, so do other people. Like uh, what happened in Seattle and Denver. Holy cow! We need offensive linemen. We need help really everywhere, but we need an offensive lineman. If truly Fields is the uh, uh, quarterback of the future, which I say he's not, but if he is, we're going nowhere, folks. Just forget about it. We're going nowhere if we don't have five guys up front. That's the most important thing. If you can get somebody that we could trade down to and get some, I don't know, maybe another their first round or a couple of seconds, third or a fourth, we need offensive help. And it's in the line is where we need it. Yeah, there's uh, there's four football teams uh, that will be going into the draft with at least two first-round picks. So if there you there go. Are, uh, uh, and again, everything has got to be kind of sorted out, shaken out, if you will. But for us to take the first pick would be ridiculous. Everybody in the world knows we need players. You trade down. I've got a couple of guys that I would love to see the Bears trade down. Maybe get an eight, uh, a twenty, uh, you know, twenty twenty first right. pick in the first round, and get two quality starters. So all that will be kind of shook out. And I made the comment last week: Ryan Poles has been a lot better drafting than assessing free agent signings. The free agent signings that he's had have been abysmal, awful. But but we are going to be if there's ever such a thing as a catbird seat. We're at the front of the line, so hopefully we will be in a position where we can control our destiny. There's no Justin Herbert quarterbacks out there, no Patrick Mahomes quarterbacks out there, folks. That's why, forget about it. If we go, we trade down. Don't worry. Forget about the quarterback position. There's these kids in this class, there's none. None. That's why you got to go O-line. And that's why they needed to play Fields today to make sure he is the guy. And instead, now there's bigger question marks. All right, let's get to the question. All right, Pat in Lincoln Park, you're up next here with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Pat. Guys, how you doing? Uh, Hampton OB, I've called in a number of times. I love you guys. I love you you because you tell it the way it is. And my question to you is, Hampton, I love the fact that you want to trade down. Because if you really look at Ron Wolf, he used to do kind of things like that. If you remember, he got Favre in a trade, and he got Ty Detmer in 92. He got Brunel. He got Hasselback, Kurt Warner. And I remember hearing him speak one time, and he said, hey, guys, when I go and I draft, I draft two to three quarterbacks sometimes in the draft because that's the most important position. 
And if I miss, I might catch one on the way down. And he also drafted Kurt Warner. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. So my point is, Hamp, I agree with you. Let's trade down. Let's get as many guys in camp as we can. Because if you throw the dice on one guy, it doesn't work out. You have a bust. I don't know if this kid's going to be the guy that's going to be the quarterback of the future. But I think you need to get more quality guys in camp and do it from there. I know your game plan is going to be different with this kid. But uh, I think you need to get a big three- to five-step drop-back quarterback that can really gun it like Mahomes. I think that's what the league is going back to. Take a look at Buffalo. Take a look at San Diego. Take a look at any number of these teams. These hybrid guys, I feel sorry for them. They wear smaller shoulder pads, and they get killed. So what do you guys think? Thanks, Pat. Appreciate the call. Well, you make a lot of sense. And, again, everything is subjective as there's far no as – There's no quarterback, though, Pat. There's, there's no – I mean, trust me, yeah, there's none. There's not an Andrew Luck, you know, Justin Herbert, anybody like that. So you're talking about living with Justin Fields. How do you make him better? That's where you go get the offensive linemen, the wide receivers. Stick around after the calls. I've got some, some, like a handful of, of acquisitions by both free agency and draft that if we make, we're going to be a lot, lot better. All right. Let's get one more in. We got about a minute left before we have to take our last break. Tiafilo and Elgin, you are up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. How you doing, two great bear legends? Uh, I had a question for you guys. You know, the bears, um, they always hire coaches that are, you know, no disrespect, but they always hire coaches that are old. How can they can't hire the best college coaches and I mean, maybe give a college coach a chance? Because these guys, I, I, I feel like they're already past their prime. They're, they're past 50, 55. They're old. You need a young guy. They're like Minnesota. they got a young coach, you know. But that's my personal opinion. And uh, you guys have a great show, a very good show in the – I listen to you guys all the time, about five years already. Right, so but- I love hearing your voices, and may God bless both of you. Thank you, Pat. Thank Let you. Me take tell care, you, Pat. This uh, the the reason why why they keep revolving. And this is called the good old boys league. All right, uh, you may be with the Bears today. Next week, you might be with Cincinnati, and then you're there for two years, and then you might be with the Chargers, you're there for four years, then you might be with the New York Jets. It just goes on and on. If you take a look at the head coaches and all the coordinators and, and position coaches, I'm going to tell you what, they go, they've been in there for 15, 17, 20, 30 years, and they just keep re-evolving, they keep get, getting rehired. That's called the good old boys. Unfortunately, age really doesn't have anything to do with a problem that we have. We've got a first-time defensive coordinator in Alan Williams. We got a first-time offensive coordinator in Luke Getze. They don't have the depth of knowledge of trying and failing over and over again before they come up with certain gifts of plans. We don't have that. So in a, in a way, that has bit us. Luke Getze, you know, does not have the answers. Well, whether or not he's going to be here next year, we don't know. But I'll tell you this. We could go through the news, OB, but no, Andy's going to take a knee and give it to the news now. I don't ever take a knee. I just follow the rules. That's all I do. Come on! 
312-981-7200. Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. The news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. I think the, the one of the main focuses of this year was to build foundational floor to build up. And I think we did that. And that's a credit to those those players in that locker room. They did a really good job, you know, of, you know, we all know what it is. The effort, you know, the intensity, you know, those guys being smart, you know, one of the least penalized teams in the league uh, doing that, you know, taking care of the ball. We didn't do that great. wasn't elite. You know, it was okay, and we got to certainly improve on that. But uh, really, my hat's off to those guys. Head coach Matt Eberflus. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. 29-13, Vikings over the Bears. Season ends at 3-14, and and the Bears will be picking first for the first time since 1947. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really a great honor. Isn't it, though? 312-981-7200. If you're on hold, stay there. We're going to go out to a Soldier Field right now and bring in WGN's Kevin Powell, who was through the locker room today. And, KP, I'm just wondering if these players were just relieved or if there if there was any other emotions that you've kind of picked up on in that locker room. Uh, well, good to talk to you guys. I will say it just felt like a, like a loss. It's it, you know there was no obviously we asked the players about the whole top pick and all of that and, and and no player is ever going to be excited about being the worst team in the league right that's why they ended up with the top overall pick but you know we had to ask Cole Komet was asked about it David Montgomery they both kind of just pushed it aside and said that's up to the front office and all of that but you know I, it felt like a loss and you know despite that some of the players did say yes there's probably a little bit more optimism and the arrow does feel like it's pointing up with this team it's three wins it's a bad season i thought matt eberflus put it perfectly he said this is a disappointing season for sure but there's hope for the future they have a long way to go uh but it felt like another loss like there was no jumping up and down optimism like next year is going to be the thing and the off season and the fans are all looking forward to salary cap space and the draft picks it it didn't feel that way for the players at all i mean it felt like they they it felt like 10 straight losses and, uh, you know, felt like the last day of school, a lot of guys shaking hands, saying bye in case they don't run into each other tomorrow at Hallis Hall for the exit interviews. But, um, yeah, I, I just felt like, yeah, it, it's a three-win season, but anybody that kind of understands, like, yes, this whole foundation that Matt Eberfus is trying to build, and, yes, the resources that are available this offseason, you know, it does feel like the arrow is pointing up, but they have a long way to go, guys, as you know. KP, I'm wondering if you're uh, what you're thinking. You might be hearing from Ryan Poles. I know he's going to beat the media on Tuesday, and you know he's the guy that's going to have to make this pick or, or trade this pick, and uh, has, has all that cap room. Yeah, I mean they pretty much have more leverage than anyone in the NFL going into this offseason, right? Because they do own that top overall pick, and because of the free agency. So I think the big question too. For whatever reason, over the past week, there's been some questions. Okay, what are, what are they going to do with that first pick? Is it is it a quarterback? I don't. I think Justin Fields has earned another season to be the full time starter. Um, so I think that'll be one of the questions that I think people just want to hear Ryan Pohl's answer is is it is it clear cut 100 percent that Justin Fields is your starting quarterback going into the off season and then going into the season? I, I want to hear what he has to say about that. And then on top of it, though, like you, you, they're not. They have the top pick, guys. Like a lot of things could happen here, and I don't think they want to let on too much to other teams. We know how front offices can operate. So, but I do want to hear what Ryan Poles has to say about that. Um, 
I think that's the big question. Although I don't, you know, after that Detroit game, I think things changed a little bit for some fans, and they were a little upset and starting to question things. And it's, you know, the the recency bias and all of that. But I do want to hear what Ryan Poles has to say about uh, Justin Fields. Matt Eberflus was asked about coaching staff changes or anything like that. He says he'll take a couple days to think about all that before we get uh, any news on that. But um, yeah, I mean, a disappointing season, guy. But but I, I, I you know, this off season, I've one of the more look-forward-to off-seasons, I guess, in a while for the Bears. I guess that's one way to put it. All right, KP, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. All right, guys, take it easy. Thanks. All right, Kevin Powell, WGN Sports, joining us out there from Soldier Field, where the Bears lost 29-13 to the Minnesota Vikings. Try to get some more of your phone calls in here for the guys, and let's go out to Mike in DeKalb. You are up with Hampton OB. Mike, go ahead. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, Mike. Hey, I just wanted to... Uh, first off, that was embarrassing. Embarrassment how the game ended. Just not even, I don't know, not even trying. Just, just embarrassing. But uh, always loved watching David Montgomery. I don't know if we're gonna he's gonna resign with the team, but uh, he always played hard. And it was always just great to uh, watch him play. If he doesn't come back with the Bears, I hope he goes to another team that has a good offensive line and. A coach that uses them, as you guys said, they don't even try to use them in the passing game. And I don't know, he gives it, it all he can. So just wanted to give him a shout out. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Well, that's awfully nice, Mike. But, Mike, there's something real quickly here, okay? We, we have Herbert and Montgomery, and I hope they both stay here. Oh, I hope somebody in the front office of the Bears can figure this out. These are two quality players, and this is how you win. You win with players like that. Why? Not only can they run, but they can come out of the backfield and catch. So you get two for one in each one of those players that can be difference makers, and they prove they're difference makers. We have a tight end that if you put him in the scheme of things, he's a difference maker. So there is something, a little baby, not a big nucleus, but a little bit of a nucleus to work with going into the 23 season. But I'll tell you what, you're not going to get there with Getsy as our offensive coordinator and Alan Williams as our defensive coordinator. You bring those two characters back, we're going nowhere. You can make book on that one. Rob and Elmhurst, you're up next here with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Rob. Hey, guys. I just wanted to really call and say thank you for such a wonderful post-game show. It makes the drive from being in the city out to Elmhurst a lot better because you guys have so much knowledge and so much insight and say a lot of things that I'm sure all fans are thinking. So that was the big reason for my call. And OB, I'm as mystified as you are in why the hell at the end of the game, wow. you take a knee versus trying to do something. So I agree with you on that. It's like, it's mind-boggling. And many times this season, I could have sworn Matt Nagy was back calling plays, not Luke Getzey. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That, Rob, thanks, man. That, that's a good call, but I'll tell you what. You don't, you don't ever surrender in this game. I mean, I don't care if you're losing 50 to nothing. 50 to nothing. You go down swinging, clawing doing whatever you can. And when I saw that, I'll tell you something, I went flying out of the chair. You're doing what? There's time left on the clock. You've been getting slapped around. And that's how you're going to end this season, 17 games in the 18th week, by taking a knee? How dare you? If you're on hold, please stay there. We're going to hit a timeout here. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. 
at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Chicago Tribune says that Mel's Craft Barbecue has the best brisket in the state. At Mel's Craft Barbecue, they're serious about perfection. No shortcuts taken here. Mel cooks on real wood fires, and he slices the meat to order. He buys his pork, turkey, and beef from local farmers as well. Try the prime beef brisket like we did today. Hoka turkey, Berkshire pulled pork, and, of course, the mouth-watering baby backs. Mel's does barbecue right. Visit Mel's Craft Barbecue on Main Street and Park Ridge. It's across from the Metro Stop, or visit melsbbq.com. Mel was great all year, and he certainly didn't take a knee today. He came out with the brisket, which was a winner. And he made me some scrambled eggs on the side, too. Thank you, Mel. Made to order. 720 WGN. Get it into the hands of Valus Jones. And Jones keeps going all the way to the end zone. Oh, wow. He never stepped out of bounds. So Valus Jones with a Bears touchdown. Courtesy Fox Sports, Valus Jones, 42-yard touchdown scamper. Today's play of the game, sponsored by Good Foods. Game day is Guac Day. Bears fans enter to win amazing prizes at game day is guacday.com. Good Foods Guac is available at Jewel Osco. That was one of the more interesting play designs that we've uh, we saw this year, and it, it was uh, it was the uh, re- speed reverse, and he, he stayed in bounds and scored, and he also had a catch for twenty eight yards. And the last three weeks, he's had some really dynamic kickoff returns. So, hey, if you're looking at a couple of players, him and Komet, their last month they've made the most of it. Danny, I tell you, just put the two backs in there. There's a nucleus there on offense. Where the problem is our offensive line. That's the problem, folks. And that's what you address is our offensive line. And the quarterback. And, and, and if that is, if our quarterback is the quarterback of the future and the franchise quarterback, the problem is Poles, Eberflus, your offensive line. Your offensive line, in case you can't figure it out. Our BBB Trusted Review is brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. It was a strange play toward the end of the first half when it looked like Minnesota had a field goal on the board. They were doing the old fire drill out there, and it turned out there were 12 men on the field. Uh, the play was reversed, and uh, the points were taken off the board toward and the half. I, okay, credit. Okay, the, uh, the tight end was like a, a yard from getting off the field, and the play was overturned, but... What about on the third and nine when they hit the the slant to Dante Pettis? And I thought he made it across the line, and we didn't even look at it. I mean, that was a point in the game. It was still tight. We should have looked at that one. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Let's get out to some more of the phones here. Let's start off with Bill in Indiana. Bill, you're on with Happen will be. Go ahead. Gentlemen, love the show. I just wanted to say that I've been a Bear fan all of my life. I started as a young boy in Wrigley Field sitting in the bleachers on the 35-yard line. was fortunate enough to see people like Gail Sayers, Pettibone. I can go on and on. I'm still a season ticket holder, and I am a licensed season ticket holder at Soldier Field. Uh, today we set a lot of records, none of which are good. I just don't know how much more of this we can take. When we had the likes of Finks and Venisi here, we were we were doing pretty good. We've been on a downhill slide for all too long. I think the culture in Lake Forest really needs to change. I don't know how that's going to happen. But I do know this. When they let Lovey Smith go, I was ambivalent. But I'm going to give that man a lot of credit today. He opted, I understand, to take Win the game against the Colts. Two-point conversion. The first draft position. 
So, uh, guys, I don't know what to say. Thanks for your shows, your opinions. Um, I can only hope that things get better. Amen. Bill, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. I mean, culture change, that's what everybody kind of talks about, but this is what the whole new regime was brought here to do, right? You know, me, just quickly, Danny, you know, if you're the head coach, you see that at the end of the game. That's common sense. Common I mean, I don't care at what level. At what level. You know, to, to make the decisions that were made today, you got to re- grab these situ- situations that, that you call for to have our players do. You, I don't know where the hell you found them. Because nobody could be that stupid to have situations like that. You can say what you want, but when he decided to not play Justin Fields on Wednesday, that's when he started waving the white flag. For a lot, on so many different levels, Justin Fields should have played today. And, and nothing on this planet will change my opinion. 312-981-7200 is the number. Tim in Chicago. You're up next here with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Good evening, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. I go back, like the other guys did, when Ken Cannon was quarterback. I've got a question or two, then I'm going to hang up. First of all, I watch this show because you guys are untouchable. You tell it like it is, and you've been telling it like it is. I love that. I stop. I won't have dinner until I hear you guys. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, my question to you is, at least 75% of this team will be back next year. We know that. So what, I mean, what, why should we look for something different when at least 75, 80% of this team is going to return? And I agree that the defensive coordinator should be fired tonight, not tomorrow, tonight. So why should we look for something different when at least 75, 80% of this team will return? I'll miss you guys over the rest of the winter. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Well, you're exactly right, and there should, you know, we're going to make a, a, a lot of wholesale changes in personnel, and we have to, but there should be changes as far as the coaches, and we've been screaming about the coordinators, but what about the defensive line coach, Travis Smith? This defensive line, no sacks today, virtually no quarterback pressure, and that has been not once in a while, it's been all season. We are the worst in football, and we've gotten worse. And it, it's not because everybody's crippled up and they're all, you know, got bad legs and, and the, the uh, shoulder harness on. No, we just are poorly coached. And Tyke Terrell, the wide receiver, offensive passing game coordinator, how can you even look at these stats and think about keeping him? Well, I'm going to tell you what. Here's Dan used it poorly coached. There's no question about it, folks. You can't run or, There's no way that you can paint it another color or talk about it or look at it from another angle. Poorly coached. There's no question about it. So the general manager polls has to sit Eberflus down and whoever else he wants to sit down, okay? And some tough decisions have to be made. You know, it's not easy to fire somebody for doing their job or excuse me, hired to do a job, and then you got to come in and you got to turn them and release in them and let them go. That's a pretty hard thing to do. But this is a hard league, okay? There is no time for tomorrow. Why? Because you can die. I mentioned before, you can die on this field. This game is about now. It's not about tomorrow. It's not about whatever. It's about now. And that's the kind of thinking that you have to have. People have to go. 
Some coaches have to go here. Our offensive coordinator and our defensive coordinator, there is no question in my mind these people cannot be brought back. Why? Because they don't know what the hell they're doing. And, and where's the proof? Look at the last 17 games. And you tell me if we had the right game plan offensively from week to week. We had the right game plan defensively from week to week. My God, we won three games where we got the worst record in the National Football League. And you're going to tell me those people know what the hell they're doing? No, they don't. Marty in Downers Grove. Tough act to follow right there, but go ahead, Marty. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys, thanks. Let me cut to the chase. I've felt a long time, and I still feel that nothing's going to happen as long as the McCaskies own the bear. All the successful franchises are owned by business owners that own other businesses, and they know how to run a business. I understand Virginia McCaskey, and they alluded to this in the Tribune the other day, will never sell the Bears franchise. But what are the chances that you think the McCaskies will make the right decision and sell the team somewhere down the line? I'll let you guys uh, get on. I want to hear your comments. Thank okay. you. Bye, Marty. Let Thanks. me jump in there real quick, Marty. It has to be somebody, one of these multi, multi-billionaires somewhere. And and so it would be any one of a number of them. I really don't care because guess what? If you can make $245 billion, you're worth one for And you want to buy the Chicago Bears, you didn't get there by making mistakes. So whoever it is that comes in, I'm sure they'll have success. Big man. No, the bottom line is, you know, Miss Virginia turned 100 years old this week. Now, at some point, there's going to be a change there. Not when she's alive, Danny. It'll never happen. Right. But at some point, there will be huge tax complications, and this team may have to sell because of inheritance. I don't know all the particulars. I might do a little, you know, homework on it over the off season. All that being said, it's all about making the right decisions on the decision makers. That is the president that we are in the, you know, in the process of looking at some different people. And the other one is the general manager. Ryan Poles is in his first year, just completed it. Okay. We, we know we're going to see both he and Eberflus again next year. What they do in their decisions will determine if that is going to change. Like Poles, Poles has got to see the weaknesses, Dan. He has to. He's got to be sitting up there in that booth looking down. And when he sees the calls on defense and offense week after week, you think that he doesn't know. He has to know, Dan. He's got to crawl He's under the got desk. To. And if he, we'll find out this year if he does or doesn't. That's for damn sure. All right, we'll get back to more of your phone calls and we'll uh, kind of put a bow on the season here in the final half hour of. Happen OB this year, and uh, it's going quickly. We're going to get into the newsroom here in just a moment. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. It's always disappointing, you know, when you when you don't uh, put the W up. But, uh, again, our eyes are forward now. Uh, I thought our guys battled today. I thought they did a really nice job of that. Uh, and, again, they worked hard together. Um, it didn't come out on the end on our side, but uh, that's the way it is. Bears head coach Matt Eberflus following the 29-13 loss to the Vikings today. I have an answer for you. <laughs> I, I know you, don't know, you want to know why, Coach? Because you don't know what you're doing. Very simple. 
Time now for our game-changing moment, brought to you by the Mullers Auto Group. Game-changing moment. Uh, it actually didn't happen in Chicago. It happened in Indianapolis today, where Lovey Smith and his Texans decided to uh, score with a minute left and then go for two and the win. And they did, and that set the Bears up with the number that, one draft choice. That's what it's, you fight to the end. You fight to win. What, like your players don't know? That's That was great for Lovey Smith. I'm glad he did it. And that was nice to see, and it was not nice to see how we ended our game here. That's for damn sure. Habit will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. 312-981-7200. Let's go to Philly in Park Ridge. You are up with Happen OB. Philly, go ahead. All right, Eric. Go ahead. You're up. Go ahead. Uh, Mr. O'Bradovich, uh, Mr. Hampton, very, very honored to speak to both of you gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Um, just really quick, 1983, Jim Finks drafted. That draft was incredible. We drafted two Hall of Famers that year. Jimbo Covert. First round, six pick. We have a gentleman. I know the family. He's a local kid. He's coming out of Northwestern, number one rated offensive tackle in the country. And Mr. Obradovich, you played against his grandfather. Uh, oh yeah, you. Ta- his last name is Skaransky. Sure, I, I the name very well, but actually, I didn't. Doug Atkins played against him. Doug was the oh, right, and right. I played left. You're and right, he did. You're right, he did line up against Doug Atkins. Right, that's who he played against. But Doug was 6'8". individual, smart kid. He's got great feet. If we don't even look at this guy, they're nuts. They don't have the right people scouting. Because you know who's going to go after him? The, the people up north, Green Bay, are going to go after him. This kid could change everything on that offensive line. Well, Phil... I'll listen it, for your comments. Thanks, right? Phil. Yeah. Thank you for having taking my call. You got it. Hey, Philly, I have an answer for you. You just talked about him being that good, and the kid actually is that good, so therefore we will not pick him. <laughs> we won't. You know, you talk about that 83 draft. Yeah, Jim Finks was, uh, you know, he was uh, the pilot. But uh, Jim Palmer was the, the main scout, and then Bill Tobin. And I don't know anything about the Bears' scouting department, but on 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 its face value – they were pretty good in the draft. Think about this. We got Kyler Gordon and and then uh, Brisker in the second round. Uh, we, uh, we've we got Braxton Jones. I think he's a, a five. Yep. Yeah, he's a, a five. Those are three guys that can start for you the next decade. And, and so we need more. We need double that. And hopefully the first overall pick will give us a, just a bountiful you know return on a number of you know maybe a couple of ones and a, a 3 and a 5 and and Ryan Poles hopefully will will make hay but the bottom line is they didn't make a whole lot of mistakes and pretty much everybody they drafted were you know able to contribute the first round picks you know and remember our super bowl i think we had nine first round picks and five second-round picks starting. So when you do the math, that's three-fourths of the team were your real high draft picks. What do we got as far as our first-round picks playing for the Bears today? Zero. Justin Fields was the only first-round pick, and he was held out. Now you tell me which way we're going up the street. Vikings over the Bears 29-13 today. The Bears finished the season in 3-14 and and on a franchise worst. 10-game losing streak. Hard to hear those numbers. You know, and when we hear... It's 103 years, folks. You know, when you hear 
Eberflus talking about, you know, we had to tear down to build back. All that, you know, that's good and fine. But it's not going to be easy. And we saw the team that won the division today. And I'm not overly impressed with the Vikings. But think about this. They had, what did they got, 13 wins, 14 wins? They had 13. 13 they got 13 wins. You don't do that with smoke and mirrors. You got to, and they, they're 12 and 0, 11 and 0 in one score games. So that tells me they got some coaches that know how to close the deal. You're looking at Green Bay. Green Bay, they're struggling this year. We'll find out if they make the playoffs tonight. All that being said, the last two years, they've won 13 games. Okay. That ain't going to just dissipate and, and go away. And the other part of this equation will be that you like, the Detroit Lions. They killed go. us in this last game last week, and we'll find out if they're for real tonight. But they got a coach that doesn't take quarter. You think that guy would have knelt at the end of the game? Not on you. Who, him? That Dan? He, that never would have. So you're looking at a division that we have to control this division. Forget about Dallas or Philadelphia. We've got to win the division. And – I just told you, Green Bay's been winning 13 games a year. Minnesota won 13 this year. Detroit's up and coming. There you go. And we set records for losses. And Eberflus, you know, gets up there after the game barking about, oh, yeah, well, you know, I, I like the, the way they're talking. It's like everything's fine. Like no, it's not. Like we're 9-7 and seven or 9-8. and eight. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not even close. And we gave up more points than anybody in the league in the second quarter. All these records. I mean, it's, it's not good. Let me tell you something, folks. I've been saying the last two years here. Watch out, I told Danny last year, watch out for Detroit. Beginning this year, watch out for Detroit. Watch out for them. And you think Green Bay, what, from this year to next year, oh, they're going to get worse? They're not going to get worse. Each team will get better. They're good already. They know how to do it. The one team in our division who doesn't know how to do it is guess who? Us. It's us. We don't know how to get better. And they better learn real damn quick. Because I'll tell you what, you come up with another year like this, I don't know what the hell's going to go on here, but something's going to happen if another year like this comes up, Dan, the following year here in 23. By the way, I, I forgot to mention Valus Jones Jr. He has come on the last month, and that gives you great hope for the future. So both number twos, a number three, and a number five, you've got possibly four starters out of that, two on defense, two on offense. Now, as far as the makeup of the team, there's 53 men on the roster. Figure 30 of them will be back. That means you're going to have roughly 20-something new faces. Hopefully, hopefully, those 20, you'll get five new starters on offense, five new starters on defense. Then you got something you can go to war with. But until we get in a position where not only do we upgrade the players, OB, but I think it's imperative. Both of those coordinators, and, and I don't think there's a chance in hell that Allen Williams gets fired because Eberflus is watching over everything that happens on defense. So what we did on defense was all checked off on Eberflus. And, you know, real If that's quick, the truth, that's a little scary. Well, I'm just saying. And let me just say this. Who was the guy I was saying a year ago we need to hire? Brian Dayball, the coach of the New York That's Giants. That's exactly said. Yes, you did. And I'm just telling you, we'll see what happens. And, you know, they're, they're in a very first year 
kind of a, a, a teardown startup program, right? But they're in the playoffs. They're in. Now, at the end of the day, he came from an organization that had been successful, okay? And he had a hand in creating a lot of that success. Unfortunately, Eberflus was hired from Indianapolis as defensive coordinator, and his last game as a coordinator was when they went to Jacksonville a year ago and got upset and knocked out of the playoffs because his defense collapsed. So I'm just telling you, track records matter. Danny, quickly here, okay? Offensively, going to to the year 23, we've got a nucleus. We really do. We've got a tight end. That's that that can play that can win for you. We've got two running backs that can run and catch passes. They they can set up so much for you in the passing game. Also, okay, we have Darnell Mooney will be coming back our our bullet receiver. So we've got a nucleus. So where's the problem? Where where do we need to help to be a better team next year? It's the offensive line, and the second one is the offensive line, and the third one is the offensive line. We do have a nucleus at running backs and receivers. Uh, it might not be large, but it's large enough to win and win constantly. So, polls, please go after offensive linemen. That's where your problem is. All right, we're going to put a bow on this uh, this season of the Happen to Be post game show. We're following this last time out. Happen to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. When you're establishing culture, you understand you're doing that every single year. It's like, you know, uh, lacing up your shoes every year during training camp. And really the offseason starts in April. You have to rebuild that. Okay, but what you have now is you have the young group that's in there that was here that understands it. So when we onboard free agents and we onboard these draft picks, then it'll it'll just be stronger. It'll come together faster and stronger, and that's what the benefit of Head coach Matt Eberflus, Sam and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur alongside the guys, our final segment for the 2022-23 season. It's amazing how fast it went, as bad as it, as bad as it was. Uh, the calls were great, and uh, just the interaction with uh, with the listeners has been a, well, a lot of fun what, this year. You're right, Andy. I, I uh, To you and, and you jumping on board this year, uh, as far as I know, and Dan and I, you've done a magnificent job, brother. We're, we're very proud of you. You're you're spot on. Amen. A- yeah, absolutely. Appreciate I, I mean, that. Uh, there's nobody could do a better job than what you have done this year. And thank you for it. You got and it. And to my friend on the right, who I've known since 1979, and uh, I have great admiration and great love and great respect for big man. You're the best. You proved it. And uh, and and hopefully here at WGN, we continue to keep going, and and hopefully somehow, some way, things can get worked out where we can bring a world championship back to the city of Chicago, to the greatest plans, excuse me, greatest fans on this planet, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, and and the way I saw this game go out today. But us taking the and not going down fighting and scratching, I will remember that for a long, long time, Ibraflus. What you did, what you did in the world of football, as far as I'm concerned, there I can't even say what I think about what you did on, over the airwaves. But I'll tell you what, the Chicago Bears do not surrender. We have the greatest friends. They don't surrender. They support. And that's what you should have done today. Start thinking. 
Start thinking like a champion. Start coaching like a champion. Start acting like a champion. And stop talking like an idiot. You know, Dickey used to say there's no substitute for victory. And it's going to take quite a bit to get us back where we have a chance to not only be respected. And see, what happened today, I mean... you got to earn the respect, Danny. Well, and, and you don't earn it by taking a knee with a minute left in a, in no, a football game. I can't... I, Danny, I still I can't I, get over I know. what that guy did. I know, and a lot of people go, well, it doesn't matter. You're down 16, a minute to go. No, the hell it, it, You have been magnificent this year. You had your hip replaced, and you fought through it, and it hasn't been easy. And we love you for it, and you're my hero. But I'll tell you this. You make so much sense when you talk about the, the, the legendary tradition of the Chicago Bears. And, folks, let me just say this. we got a few minutes here. Let me mm-hmm. expound. I, um, I got here in 79, and the Bears, they were kind of like it is today. We were kind of lost in the wilderness, and we didn't know how to win and how to put a, a team together. And it, it took a number of years, and we built it the right way through the draft. But it took a change of coaches. In 1982, Dicka came on. And he changed a lot of our, our not only our self-perception, uh, but the way we wanted other people to think about us as far as play like a champion. And... Even though I think we were eight and eight his first year, or six, I, I, I don't know, seven and nine, and then the next year eight and eight, and we were building, we, but but we were never three and fourteen. I mean, this, I, I have no concept of what you know what's you know these players are thinking about themselves, and as you try to find a way to crawl out of this wreck. But I'll tell you this. By '84, we knew we were on the proper trajectory. Now we're not here today on the proper trajectory. We we didn't play our so-called franchise quarterback today when there was really no reason to hold him out. And it was at home and the weather wasn't bad, it wasn't a factor. Minnesota held out a bunch of their good players on defense. It wasn't like, "Oh, we're going to subject that to me is almost inexcusable." And I think it, you won't forget the kneel down. I won't forget. I won't. I won't forget about him. Book on They're that. not playing the quarterback. All that being said, there has to be a plan. And I don't know Ryan Poles from Adam, but I'll tell you this: if I was, if I was in charge of making some decisions, four things that I would do tomorrow, as you said, I would change coordinators on both sides. And at the very least, you got to get rid of the defensive line coach. You got to get rid of the receiver coach. I mean, you look at where the team has chronically failed and showed no sign of getting better. You got to hang that on a coach. I'm sorry. I've been around a lot of coaches. By the way, today is Lou Holtz's 88th birthday. And, you know, so I, I know from what I speak, you know, I, I played for Jimmy Johnson. And I, I played for a bunch of really, really great coaches. And I haven't seen a whole lot of sparks uh, reminding me of them here in Chicago in quite a while. But all the, and Buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka. But I'm just saying, the first thing I would do, I would find a way to sign DeForest Buckner, the big defensive tackle down in Indianapolis. Iberflus knows who he is. He coached him. This guy is a difference maker. Uh, you can build a defense around him. On offense, 
There's a kid named Nick Allegretti. His dad and I are great friends, but Nick is a backup offensive lineman for the Chiefs. He will be a free agent. He would be a fantastic center. Went to Illinois. Went to Illinois and was a two-time captain. I don't even think Buckus was a two-time captain. So I'm just saying, Nick Allegretti, you put him at center for the next decade and you build around him. Now, looking at the draft, if they do trade down, a couple of picks that I think are really, really interesting. There's a kid at Arkansas that transferred from Alabama. His name is Drew Sanders. He is phenomenal. He's 6'5", 240 pounds, and I'm telling you, you can put him middle linebacker, outside linebacker, rush in. He could, he, he's ultra, ultra active. He makes plays all over the field. He will be available somewhere around the 12th, 15th pick. He on defense and on offense, tomorrow night you will see TCU go to war for the national championship. They have a receiver, number one. His name is Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson will probably be available six, seven, eight, nine, something like that. He is the second coming of Devontae Adams, but he's bigger and stronger. So those are the four guys I would love to see this organization be proactively pursuing, and if they do, remember I said we got to get ten new starters. Well, you you got four right there, and all four of those would be difference makers. Well said, Daniel. I I, I can't top that one. Well, I'm just you, saying we no, got to you, you we got to have a plan. You, that's right, and you did. You went through the ABCs, the one, two, three ABCs. You did. That was terrific, and I agree with everything that you said. I would like to give a shout out to this individual who just texted me, okay? And this is somebody I love more than life itself. Best Hamp NOB show I've ever heard. Sounds like you guys had fun. Congratulations, Pop. My son, Ed. Oh, nice. Very nice. That's awesome. That's a great way to uh, to kind of wrap things up here. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks, son. Love you. Appreciate that very much. And well, guys, go ahead. Before we go, yep. I, I just, you know, we love Mark Carmen, and he had a, a, another road to travel, but you have been fantastic, Andy. Thank you so much. Thank you. For staying the hell out of the way and let me and this guy <laughs> well, scream at each other all, well, all year. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You talk about standing up to the plate. I mean, you know, I don't think this is an easy job for him to walk in here. And he looks at us, too, and we're hollering and screaming and every other day, things flying around and whatever have you. And I tell you what, Andy, you did a great job. And I mentioned to you Thank earlier you. you did. Yes, you did. We're very proud of you. So very, very proud. You are a true professional, my we, friend. I appreciate that. The only person that was worried was my dad, as you find out through that <laughs> through the series of texts that he was wondering about my safety here. But all is well. I, I want to give some thanks, too. Uh, Sammy Martino, great job all season Sammy, long. Great job, buddy. Uh, Eli Burke, back from his Where, vacation. Yeah. Nice job, Eli. Jack Heinrich Eli has filled in a few it. times as well. Our great engineering staff here, too. Krista Flores, Brett Jackson, and Dan Long. And, of course, Mel of Mel's Barbecue kept us fed all year long. And, of course, uh, MVP. It, it How would... about Krista when things go wrong? Oh, yeah, she's right on top of things. Yeah, and thanks to the listeners and the callers. Uh, the show is so much better when you take part in it and participate in it. We can't thank you enough, even though this is a, a horrible season, one to forget. 
Yeah, the callers, you've been magnificent all year. And you know what? I, I, I got to tell you. Hopefully we'll be around. Better days ahead. That's all we can hope for. And Happy New Year. All right, gentlemen, until next time. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.